Hello and welcome to Debugging Money, the podcast for IT professionals within the UK. We're your hosts. I'm Lee Marshall. And I'm Vernon Richards. And we are going to start today with what we are calling Episode Zero, what <laughs> Vernon and I have been jokingly calling MVP, our Minimum Viable Podcast. Indeed. <laughs> So, Vernon, would you like to tell the users, start off by talking about who we are, then we're going to go into why we're doing this and what's the goal of this podcast? Yeah, sure. So what we are going to start with, we're just going to introduce ourselves, tell you a little bit about who we are, uh, and then we're going to tell you about um, why we're doing this, like what even brought us together, how did we arrive at the, you know, coming up with doing this podcast and sharing what we're learning about all things uh, finance. Uh, and then we're going to talk about what our goals are for this podcast. So um, what do we hope to get out of it and what are we hoping to achieve? So, Vernon, who are you? Explain to our <laughs> lovely listeners, who is the wonderful Vernon Richards? <laughs> okay, so, yeah, my name is Vernon Richards. I am a uh, IT professional, specifically uh, I work in the quality and testing space. So I've been doing that for about 18 years roughly well a little bit over half of that as a contractor been working all all across it but start my my first my first salary position was actually as a as a customer service rep at next directory and then from there i went and started testing video games and when i left video games is where my finances took a very steep up, upward trajectory let's say but yeah my financial know-how did not increase along with it so um yeah i guess we'll get into the why why we're doing this part later but yeah that's who i am what about you lee so i am lee marshall and i've been a software tester since january 2012 and this has been the one and only it professional job i've had <laughs> so for some people like vernon he's bounced around various jobs I've got into one job and I've just stuck with it. I've done different things within the role, but this has been it. And before that, I did minimum wage jobs. I mostly retail, never needing to worry about a workplace pension or having enough money to even think about investing all these things that in the long run will cover. So, yeah, that is me. Okay. Do you want to talk about a little bit why you are doing this? So the reason for me, for me doing this podcast is I didn't grow up learning about money. My dad was in the army when I was little. My mum worked in pubs and retail jobs and so forth. So things like the stock market, financial times, th these were not things that were in my life growing up. My parents were very much of the opinion, like, when I got my pocket money, here you go. But once your money runs out, it is gone. So <laughs> open a bank account, put some savings in like all the little kids did. I remember at school when the banks would come and encourage children to open bank accounts. And I had one wow, with yeah. Midland back when they were still Midland Bank. Oh. <laughs> For youngsters who may not be aware, they turned into HSBC, yeah. <laughs> but they used to be called Midland Bank before they got eaten. Wow. <laughs> but in recent years, because of actually having money that I could do things with, I did some foolish things with money. So I'm fortunate enough that I get a bonus if the company I work at does well each year. 
and it's a percentage of your basic salary. And when I started in IT, I was on £20,000, which was a 50% pay increase from what it was in the role before I came into IT. So to me, that was unfathomable. I've never had that much money before as a pay. (laughs) And my first bonus when I was in IT was getting some lightsabers shipped in from America. With lovely stainless steel handles and all the sound, and I had them delivered to work because these were not cheap. I did not want them sat around outside the house. Oh, um, and so I would turn on the people were amused by the noise and so forth. Not at all the most responsible way to spend money, and I would not encourage people to spend their bonus on lightsabers. They were fun, but they just they're now sat around in the office. If this was on video, you would just literally see them sat there not being treated properly. But it was getting a workplace pension. I'd never had a workplace pension before. It was now at the point of you get a pension unless you choose to opt out. So I had one. Um, By that point, my dad had changed jobs and he'd have one with work and not something I ever really talked about. But there didn't seem a reason not to have one. And then in recent years, I started wanting to do more with my money. It might be seen by some that as you get more things, you want even more of it. Well, I'd started to get my taste of money, but I wanted more. Yeah. And yeah. I wanted to understand how could I do more with my money? How could I make it work harder for me without me having to work hard for it? And that's how I learned about investing, about how my pensions work, discovering books and blogs and podcasts and all sorts of things and when I um, get really interested in something I get very passionate and once I get passionate about something I like to share that passion with others sometimes not up what well, not the one they want to hear about it they feel <laughs> like a tidal wave of information they just have to <laughs> wait for it to go away but this is something that I've been sharing and some people have found it useful, the things I want to tell them they might not have been aware of. And I know one of the people that he's impacted has been yourself, Vernon. Mm -hmm. So why do you want to do this podcast with me? (laughs) Uh, Well, so, so many different facets. I could definitely resonate some of the stuff you're talking about. So, um, yeah, similar. So, you know, financial literacy was not a thing in my house, really. So um, it was it wasn't what my 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 parents were focused on. Um, did get my mom did give you know did her best to instill some good advice into me in terms of you know not living beyond your means and if you really want something save up for it and if by the time you save up the money you might not even want the thing anymore now you've got this money sat there not doing anything so all pretty reasonable basic advice uh which i roundly ignored uh so <laughs> i followed i followed my my nerdy tendencies into a career in it and as i sit here in 2020 and and, and look back there, there are some regrets. Um, so this time last year, um, uh, suffered a, a bereavement in the family, and that caused me to reflect and think on some things. Um, one of them was around the fact that 
I hadn't spent enough time with this person who had who had passed away. And the reason that I hadn't spent enough time with them, I I kind of kind of concluded was because I spend too much time working because I need the money, right? And I needed to change that balance to the point where I was working because I just wanted to enjoy a particular challenge or there's a company I wanted to work with or some people I wanted to work with and solve something cool. So if I was going to do that, I need to get my the money stuff squared away and under control. So get all my ridiculous amounts of debts, get my credit score off the floor, all that kind of stuff. And I'd already kind of half done this stuff over the years, started contracting a while ago and but you know that's part of the debt haven't really managed that situation sensibly so around this time last year so we're talking november 2019 as lee has said uh he was you know blasting people on twitter with his tsunami of financial advice and um <laughs> he let me get this right let me just get this book up he he shared a tweet uh about a book called Smarter Investing by Tim Hale. Now, funny thing is, I still haven't actually read this book yet. <laughs> but It's um, a good book. One <laughs> I would recommend to people. I still haven't got around to reading it. But as I was looking up that book, I found another book called How to Own the World by a dude called Andrew Craig, who I've since Which met. Which is also a good book. Very good. Who, who I've since met and I've you know chatted to a little bit. Um, and that really started this kind of uh, like I just started going down this rabbit hole of finance how you can get your financial freedom without having to earn lots of money it's just around intention and smart use of your money understanding how all the different vehicles and rules and laws work and just being a little bit more savvy. Because when I think about the money I've earned, particularly as a contractor, it is an eye-watering amount of money. Like, I should I should legitimately be rich right now. Like, You should be sat on a private island. Yeah, I should. Enjoying the sunshine. I should not. Yeah, life should be different, right? So, yeah, that's why I'm doing this. So, Lee, after Lee shared that book, he kept, you know, he would always you know pop up with a tweet around money or several i, I, I can't remember when it was but i said mate you, you should really start a podcast and he was like well maybe if, if you'll do it with me or something i can't i'll have to go and dig into the tweets but yeah one one thing led to another and basically here we are we crowdsourced the name so shout out to jim shout out to anya um crowdsource the name so we did that and here we are so uh, yeah that's why i'm here i want to improve my own personal financial situation. I'll get to learn from Lee, work with Lee, and then share it with all of you. Uh, it'll help keep me accountable and it'll just add another another voice of a someone trying to trying to do the right thing and help people. And what I would want to reaffirm to people listening is we we have not finished this journey. We are <laughs> at different points along it, but it's it's a long road. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I will critically say is 
we are not certified financial advisors. These no. are things that we've learned. <laughs> These are our experiences. Yeah. This is explaining things that if, if you do need to go to see someone um, to get formal financial advice, you don't want to pay someone a large whack of money just to say, how does income tax work? You want to be paying someone a large whack of money to go, I want to do these very complicated things or what's the best way I can do stuff, mm. so forth. Mm. Certainly go speak to a professional when you do that. I am not at a stage in my life where I need expensive <laughs> certified advice. I can read Reddit and blogs and listen to podcasts and go, oh, cool. I need to do these things nice and easy. I can do it myself. And that's what we want to encourage you our wonderful listeners to do is go were you like me where you um you could have started in a role where you've not got this kind of money before particularly if you've been like vernon and a contractor with eye-watering amounts of money and go there's got to be something i can do but i don't want to stick it in the bank when <laughs> the at, at the time of recording it is really hard to even get one percent in a in a oh, savings mate. account at the moment Indeed. so and when inflation is more than that and that's something <laughs> we'll cover in future episodes of explaining sure how inflation works mm -hmm. you want to get you you want your money to do as much as it can and yeah. when um national savings and investments they offer an income bond which recently got dropped to zero point zero one percent interest do you really want to go i'll give you a hundred pounds and in a year you give me back one penny you just wouldn't even notice or care yep so there's got to be more you can do mm -hmm. and that is what we intend to do so that's jumping ahead to what's the goal of this podcast and for me it's sharing our journey it's going these are things that we have done and experienced or that we're learning about. Um, you can hear me making sure that I'm keeping Vernon accountable and he's hmm. doing stuff. <laughs> we can go, what do we want to do? But we're not at a stage yet. But if we understand it now, when we get there, we can go, oh, cool. This is actually what this means. Yep. So, yeah, we've got, We've got, a, I'd say we've got a good road ahead of us. Hmm. We, we don't know how long this road will take, but I certainly don't want to be working in my late 60s. Nah, that is not Nothing to say that <clears throat> I can't be a software tester in my 60s, but I'd rather not. If I can have enough money to <laughs> not need to work by that point, fantastic. Okay, so for me, the goal is I just want to share what we're learning. So like Lee said, you know, we are not experts at this. Maybe we, we will become that in the future. Who knows? But, you know, anything that we say, take it with at least one pinch of salt. Go and do your due diligence. But the goal for me is to share what I'm learning and share what I'm doing uh, so that other folks can benefit from it. Um, in the software testing space, you know, it's one of those roles that people go into um, and may not, I may, I don't know, it, it, so you can get into software testing from weird directions. It's not It's often a job you fall into, isn't it? 
yeah, no one at often, school is saying when I grow up I want to be a software tester. No, definitely not. And so depending on the on the on the various, you know, eclectic ways into the industry, you may or may not have a good grounding in finance. So I figure why not make some changes uh in my life, uh, share that stuff with uh the listeners, the world. Um Sneak in some accountability on 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 the uh, on the back end, and then you know, just be an example of what can be done without already being uh, super financially savvy or already having a level of cash that kind of means you can make a couple of mistakes and still recover. So we're we're all st- we're kind of starting from a place of normality just want to share that with people uh, and see what we can all achieve um because i don't mind working in in my 60s and i'm pretty sure you're going to agree with me here lee it's just i don't want to have to work in my 60s i'd like to choose what i'm doing and so Mm. yeah so that's what that's what this that's what the goal is for me so hopefully you'll all get something out of it um yeah, should be a good laugh. Should be good fun. Should learn some stuff, make some money. <laughs> and it's not just about making money; it's about it's saving and investing your money and making Using the most of it wisely. Yes. So we've got some future plans for what we want to cover in future episodes. Mm-hmm. This isn't necessarily the exact order they will happen. Mm. And if you would like to get in touch with us to ask questions of what you might want us to do or areas you want us to focus on in particular, you can email us at debuggingmoney at gmail.com or you can get hold of us on Twitter where you can find us on at debuggingmoney. We are very on brand. This is why we <laughs> reached out. We had some all sorts of ideas for what we wanted to be called, but we wanted the t- we wanted it to fit into a Twitter handle. And debugging money was to the penny, which we is did. exactly what we need. No waste. We did, yeah, because we wanted because we we're kind of making this for um, people like us. So, IT people, people who work in software in the UK. Um, so, yeah, that's the kind of the audience we're speaking to. We wanted to capture some of that, you know, computer related stuff in there, combine fuse with the financial aspect. So. Debugging money was perfect. Being software testers, absolute genius. <laughs> so we went with mm-hmm. that easy choice. So our plans for future episodes are helping you understand income tax, especially if you're, you might be someone who goes, I know I pay some tax, but I don't know how much. I don't know what my tax code means. Mm. I don't know why my tax has gone up because I've hit a certain amount what is like a basic or higher rate taxpayer? What's the difference? But as well as that, how does national insurance go with it? Because they're, they're both money that come out, but they're under different things and they're different amounts. And yeah, yeah. whether you're a permanent member of staff somewhere or a contractor somewhere, income tax is something you need to understand because yeah. it will apply to you, but it will apply to your partners, family, children depending on age all sorts 
We also want to cover how to invest and how does the stock market work? Because this is the main way that you your money will be put to good use. I know people who consider who don't like the idea of the stock market. They think it's just gambling your money away. And hopefully we can explain to you how it's not, how mm. it's it's the core of what capitalism and that is what most of the world is driven by. We live in a capitalist world. There are different varieties of it. Capitalism in the UK would be very different to capitalism in the US, for example, but it still boils down to putting money into companies that help you make more money. I've mentioned workplace pensions and we'd like to go into it into some more detail. So if you're a contractor, this won't really necessarily directly apply to you, but some of it will be useful to know because contractors don't have workplace pensions, but they can still get a pension in other ways. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's going to be relevant, actually. Um, but you might you might pay into a workplace pension, but not know what you're paying into you might not even be aware of who the company is holding your pension Indeed. you might have moved around companies and have pensions scattered like the winds to the wind and don't yeah. even know how to find <laughs> find out who you've got pensions with yeah i've spoken with people who have gone i i've got pen i don't know who i've got pensions with or how <laughs> yeah. much is in there yeah man you don't want to get to retirement age and go what pension have you got i don't know that's yeah. a terrible idea yeah uh, then we want to go into saving in something other than cash. People think when you save money, you put it in the bank. You might put it into a cash ISA. I did when I was younger. When I hit like 16, I got a um, cash ISA at my local building society because my parents had an account with them. So they told me to get an account with them. And I did. <laughs> I still have it. Just <laughs> there's no reason to get rid of it, but right. there's more you can do with it. But what are they? The obvious one is the stock market, but there are other things you can do. You might not want to try them, but at least if you know what they are, you can go. Are these for me? Mm-hmm. Something that Vernon has briefly mentioned is lifestyle bloat. This mm. is very much going to be an experience piece rather than a technical <laughs> piece. <laughs> something that we've lived with um what it is how it can happen no one I well i can't imagine many people go i want to earn ten thousand pounds more and i want to spend all ten thousand pounds on frivolous things and holidays and not do a single penny to help me later on in life but it will gradually get that way <laughs> the way the way i feel right now that is almost certainly going to be the biggest topic. Biggest? What do I mean by biggest? The most important, because that's the thing that's probably going to have the biggest impact, I think. Having to, figuring out ways to spot this and defeat it and avoid it, if you possibly can. Lifestyle bloat, absolute devil. Yes. (laughs) It is. And by telling you how it's happened to us, you can look out for the signs. You might go, actually, that's already happening to me. Yeah. How can I stop it before it gets worse? Mm-hmm. Or I'm not doing that. I don't want that to happen. Yeah. What do I need to look out for to prevent that in the first place? 
Um, then want to get on to how you can save for children. Mm-hmm. So I'm a parent, Vernon's a parent, parent. I imagine people listening to this um, either might be parents or might want to one day. Mm. Just because you're not a parent now doesn't mean it's not something you want to consider later on. Or again, you could even tell friends and family who do look after children. Mm-hmm. Is there more you can do than just sticking cash in the bank for a child? Because often child savings accounts have a better rate than an adult account. But is there more you can do? Spoiler alert. Spoiler. There is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It definitely is. <laughs> and because the, we are uh, going to be talking about our experiences of being contractors and permanent staff, we want an episode talking about the pros and cons of being a contractor and a permie. Mm-hmm. I, I've been, as I said, I've been a permie my entire career. Vernon, you've done both permanent and contracting, so yeah. you've got good experience of both. Yeah. And if one was always better than the other, the no one would ever do the other. Exactly. So, Vernon, you could talk about what made you choose to become a contractor. I will indeed. I could talk about why I haven't become a contractor or do I want to become one? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Tune in to whenever that hap- episode happens to find yeah. out. That would be an interesting episode. That would be. And they're, the, and they're just the ideas that we've come up with for now. There's, there is so much to talk about here in, in, in this topic, you know, of finance and debugging money so you know the world the world is our oyster here but these these are our starters for 10 um if that makes sense for, for our uk folks that were saying there starter for 10 uh yeah so if you've got any ideas like lee said you know hit us up on twitter at debugging money or um, email us at debugging money at gmail.com if there's any topics you'd like us to cover or any specific questions that you've got for us that you think you'd like us to answer well, we'd be happy to to dig into those so yeah uh is that everything Lee? have we covered everything for episode zero i think that's for our mvp of minimal viable podcast <laughs> i think that very much gives people a feel of who we are <laughs> what we want to do um if you are listening to this not used to it speak and what on earth is mvp then we'll apologize for things going over your head Often, generally, it stands for minimum viable product, mm-hmm. but P works for podcast ever so well, so I like saying minimum viable <laughs> podcast because we did want to spend so much time working out what we wanted to do and getting yeah. a perfectly polished thing that we never release something. Correct. So this may have bugs in it, but we're testers. We're designed to look out for this and go, all right, what can we do to fix things next time? Okay. But we'd rather give you something than never get off the ground. Exactly. Well said. Well said. Exactly right. So, thank you to listening to Debugging Money. I've been Lee Marshall. Uh, and I've been Vernon Richards. And we will speak to you at some point in the future. <laughs> Cheers. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>